Hello and welcome to episode three of the GA and Gym podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by a special guest. We have Tyrone, senior footballer, uh, multiple medal winner and uh, winner of the Sigerson Cup with uh, St. Mary's. Uh, Conor McCann, good to have you on. Good to be here. Um, were you watching the match yesterday? Yeah, I was watching it. Um, unreal game to watch. Um, I think the end was very exciting and maybe a bit surprised at the outcome. But given the circumstances of it, uh, being a man doing like a draw probably was a fair result. Yeah. I don't think either team deserved to lose. And uh, you obviously played against Dublin a couple of games ago. What did you what did you make of Dublin like? Were they kind of as good as people are making out physically and tactically, or got um, what was your thoughts after that? Well, when we played them, obviously they didn't have probably all their best players playing. Mm-hmm. But I think if you just look at that game yesterday, um, man down for 35 minutes, Kerry had the ball, they turned them over three times and got it back again, like, yeah. and then worked to score. Like, you have to give them serious credit for their resilience and know-how, like, because if the shoes on the other foot and they were keeping the ball, like, chances are yeah. the other team probably wouldn't have got it back. Like, so um, in terms of, as you say, physical condition and stuff, I'd say there probably isn't much difference, but... Um, I think there were some unbelievably coached players yeah. in, in really good condition and, and they were well set up like so um, were they like did you feel you were it was different to any other team you played that year when you played Dublin like the physicality and all or, or were they were they just maybe a level above most of the other teams you played um, well most teams good physicality good strength good fitness they're yeah. all sort of on a level par I just feel that Dublin's um, the way they play they play the percentages really well they don't kick it away they yeah. don't, you rarely see them hitting a pot shot things like that I think just their game management uh-huh. is what sets them apart from from the other teams yeah yeah um, I, they were they were impressive yesterday like I think as well like as you said the fact that they were a man down and still were able to to claw it back like when it really looked like they were like they really get that point back at the end when they probably should have been beat like um, I thought Kerry were impressive too though they were like um, to be honest I didn't see that coming yeah and like a few of my friends were similar like they were saying oh Dublin's going to win well and I thought the same just purely for the fact that their forward lines yeah you know who do you stop Aye. for Dublin's forward line but you know they did probably they did well on Colin Callan they did well on, on Mannion Yes. And that's when Dublin obviously have loads of different fares to put out, but Kerry have a good forward line. Obviously, Gini, Clifford, um, O'Brien, and then they took two players off the bench. I think Spillane and Walsh, who had a really good impact. Like so, it's basically down to the two forward lines. I think that's yeah. that that uh, decide the game. Yeah, um, I really did. Like I think Kerry really probably played themselves yesterday, but he kind of wondered. Will they be able to do it again? Will Dublin just be able to counteract everything now in the next two weeks? But it'll be interesting to see. Um, you've obviously played Kerry a couple of weeks ago. What did you make of that game? Where you is like it seemed like a game you probably should have won. Like, yeah, it's uh, probably looking back now. It's annoying, you know, they didn't win that game because there wasn't much in it, and then you see how close Kerry get to Dublin. So. Yeah. Um, Look, it's just, it's just difficult. They probably had a bit more um, hunger. Maybe some of their players haven't played in the Iron Final, whereas 
last year Tony got to the final and maybe just thought alright you know, yeah. we deserve to be here but um, just the goal in that game was a big was a big um, big factor I think whoever got the goal was going to win and yeah. unfortunately for us they got the goal and um, every time we got a point they seemed to get a point like so it is disappointing because to get back there again yeah. you know it's a long way it's 9 or 10 months of hard training to get to the Super 8s and then yeah win two or three games to get through to get to that spot again so that's probably the most disappointing thing that you know you had a good chance to get there and obviously you don't have you don't have that now and it's back to the club season and it's back a tough grind yeah, yeah. Um, what did you make of Super 8s did you think it was a good thing or a bad thing um, I think it's a good thing in terms of you get good games if you look at the other group which yeah. had Kerry Donegal and Mayo and even me, there was say four or five really good games in terms of they were class to watch, they were tight. Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, if you look at Dick Tyrone's group, Dublin more or less walked it. Uh-huh. And then the other games were tit for tat sort of thing. So yeah. I do see the pros and I do see the cons. Uh-huh. Probably it's probably good the fact that um, the champions, the provincial champions, don't in the old yeah. uh, style. Um, if they lost quarter final they were out whereas now they sort of can lose a game and still be in no. that's probably a good thing about it and then obviously the likes of they're giving out about games in Crow Park where there's like 20,000 people in it 30,000 yeah. people in it uh-huh. maybe they could maybe look at that and put it in the provincial ground like say packed out Clonus yeah. would yeah. be unreal for a game uh, like fans love going to Clonus mm-hmm. players love playing in Clonus so there's a few things to probably to look at for the future like but no. I think there's definitely a lot of positive and negatives, but I thought from like a spectator's point of view, you had a lot of games and there was a lot of games you could go and watch, whereas maybe in years before you didn't get that there. So as a spectator, I thought it was good. Um, but it's interesting hearing, hearing that kind of opinion on it. But do, do you think it'll, it'll stay for the next couple of years? or? Um, I think it probably will stay in terms of like the whole money aspect and things yeah. like that. Um, Yesterday was another big... Uh, they're loving it. Another big money racket for them yeah, next day. Like it's 90 euro for a ticket or something like that. It's crazy, like. If you're taking a family, you know, if you're a parent that has Aye. a wife and two or three children, like it's costing you four to five hundred pounder euro, like, you know, and that's... That's not if you're staying down and you're exactly, traveling. Exactly, that's, you know, it's mad too, you know, that uh, it's an amateur sport. And mm, exactly. you think about it this way, every player, every person at that game is getting paid, bar the players. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people working there, the refs, no. physios and all the it's money that's involved and the players are getting nothing you know I just feel that, that it's mad like it is mental um, I was at your game against uh, who was it just were playing it was Cork I think maybe it's Cork, yes. Cork and uh, we were sitting beside an American chap and um, he was asking us all about it and he was like how much them boys get paid when they didn't get paid he's like what do you mean they don't get paid like, they're the ones playing we're like I know it's a bit mental like yeah. it's a weird it's a weird thing I don't know if it's now that GA is maybe clinging to that that it is amateur and they don't want to change it yes um, but I don't know like I don't know if you ever watched that thing it was on Netflix Building Jerusalem it's about that uh, English oh, rugby team. team yes it is yes. 2003 I, was it yeah I, yeah. I, I never realised until I watched that that uh, rugby was amateur up until that point yes and there was a whole big debate about it and you know it would ruin the game and this would happen and that would happen but in actual fact since it's happened the game's probably exploded and, and probably done so much better for it like exactly yeah um, 
I don't know how you go about ins and outs of, of, of making it sort of more professional, semi-professional, but it's a weird, it's a weird thing that so much money can be made and not and put back into the players. Like. Yeah, like I know some players, you know, from my own county yeah. that put football ahead of work. Yeah. They don't work uh, purely for the fact that they want to give everything to the county, you know, and um, and then in other counties as well, people are probably getting, you know, handy gigs to get them yeah. paid and stuff like that. So that's probably one good thing about it. But, you know, what's to say about a player from... Don't even know what other county, like yeah. say Division Four county, what yeah. are they getting? You know, it should be they're making the same sacrifice probably as what a top team's making, Aye. but just because they're in the worst division, they're not getting recognised for it. Like so, it is difficult. Like I just think the whole money thing is just it's mad. Like yeah, you do sometimes like even at, at club level, you do question you know how much time is is it worth putting into this here? Like because it is supposed to be something you enjoy, but at the same point. You sacrifice so much of your life for it, like exactly. And like I think back to, like I never, I never wanted to go. I probably should have went and played football in America at some stage. I probably should have went and done like a year studying abroad. But you're like, can't fucking miss football. Exactly. And then sitting down, you're like, what did I really get out of that whole? I know, but then the same thing. The grass is always greener on the other side. Well, if you were true, away, yeah. you'd be itching to get back because. No. I'm the similar to you. I didn't go to America. Probably had one chance Aye. when I was under twenty-one, and uh, I stayed for under twenty-one yeah. club championship because my dad was a manager and it was my last year. Uh-huh. You know, and looking back now, I was thinking, why did I not go? But yeah. I think you always want what you can't have. Is a big thing about it. Like um, when you're not training, you're thinking, when's training going to be on? I miss it so much. You know what I mean? So yeah. It is difficult, but you're still young. You still have time to do these things. That's it. I, I think it's just trying to find that balance with with football. But it's funny you said about you know the grass greener because like we had a big, massive fucking like, twelve week break in the middle of our in the middle of our league there. Yes. And like whenever the break's coming, you're buzzing for it because like I can go away maybe on a holiday here. You can take it easy and then come in. You're like, I really want to play a game now. Yes. You know it. It's a weird one, but I think it's. It's finding the balance with it, and I think probably at that county level, it's trying to get a wee bit more reward because I don't think most club players would maybe have an idea of how much time he's put into it yes. at that top level. Like, um, but it'll be interesting to see if anything happens with that over the next couple of years. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of that kind of work, you're putting in. I think you, you put up like an Instagram post last year, and it was 44 weeks and 85 pitch sessions and 40 gym sessions. Would that be kind of similar to what you've done this year, like? Yeah, well, I just the only reason why I had them figures was because before we played the Iron Final, Peter Donnelly, who's our coach, he said, "Boys, you should train this amount of time this year." When you see it like that, you're thinking, "God, God, that's that's a lot, like." But I suppose it's two trainings a week plus one gym session for, for forty whatever weeks it was. That's the math. It works out like that. But something similar this year, yeah. But that's. That's, just what you know, that's why we chose this yeah. to play at this level, you know. It's what's it required. Is, is, yeah, and to be honest, I, I like the routine of it. Um, so what would be, like a normal training week for you? Well, it sort of depends on where you are in the season. I know there for when we were playing five weeks in a row, the qualifiers, I think, mm-hmm. I think we had five weeks in a row we played every Saturday. So the, the schedule that week was Monday, we met and did a gym session, then mm-hmm. we like video. Um, I think we were off Tuesday, we trained Wednesday, like a pitch session, and then 
we were off Thursday and then we trained Friday and then we were away Saturday. Yeah. More or yeah, away Friday night, sorry. Uh-huh. And then game Saturday and then home Saturday night. And then for example if you didn't play you might go do something on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, like, you know, top up of runs uh-huh. or a gym session or even if a club game, you might go play it. Yeah. And then probably on the Tuesday, Thursday you might go do shooting or your own gym session like so it's more or less five to six days a week. Yeah. And depending on if you wanted to take a rest or not, you could take that day. Mm. So that was probably the most hectic schedule of the year because we were playing week on week. Yeah. And because you didn't know who you were playing until maybe the Monday morning. Yeah. You were meeting that night to do like you know a bit of video on them and yeah. video on your own game. So that was pretty hectic like but it's class because you know you're playing games, your week on week, your training mode yeah. isn't that uh-huh. hard, you know, you're not you're not training that hard, you're just working maybe tactically and things like that. So yeah. Like it's, it's pretty good like compared to maybe, you know, the off season and pre season where you're you're going to training and you're dreading it because you know it's gonna be uh, you know it's gonna, it's gonna be, be tough. hard like yeah. But no, it's I would say that the intercounty player doesn't do that much different from a club player. Yeah. Um Maybe it's just maybe the communal gym session because I know in our club especially uh-huh. a lot of a lot of club players go to the gym maybe twice a week themselves anyway. So yeah. there's not much difference, I feel. I would say in terms of the amount of time probably spent, the amount of time is probably the same, but it's just what's being done with the time I'd say is the big difference. Possibly, you're right. You um, know, I'd say a lot of club sessions probably just aren't up to scratch, like just because of just maybe it's local coaches and stuff. Um, whereas when you're at that top level, I'm sure everything is organised to the minute, and you have your video analysis. You know, you're probably spending every minute so much more effectively. Like, yeah, so I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Um, our, our our pit sessions would only be an hour. Yeah. Usually, like, but it would obviously be sharp, and you'd be no much, mm-hmm. much rest in between the things, and um, the video work would be pretty sharp as well. Um, but same as same as you say, club like I think it's just the time management thing. Yeah. Um, use your time more effectively, and travel is a big thing in intercounty as well. It's probably not as bad for me. I'm only about fifteen minutes from Gravai, but uh-huh. some players have to travel like an hour. Really. So we think an hour there, and you're there probably an hour before training to yeah. get a rub or uh-huh. stretch and things like that. Then an hour of training, and then share food, and then an hour home. You know, it's a long it takes like. around four to five hours yeah, and that maybe two or three times a week it does add up and they're trying to factor in you know a job a girlfriend family you know that's probably the thing that club players don't see yeah Um, they're probably doing as much training but they don't see them sort of sacrifices that you make yeah Um, that's probably the main difference between club and county that I would say yeah and like whenever you're you're back uh, playing at club level, do you find there is, like obviously there's a difference in the standard, but is it as much as people people would think, or you know what what's the main differences between the two? Um, probably say the standard of players, like no disrespect to uh-huh. the club yeah, players, yeah. but you've got reserve players there yeah. and maybe young players, and then you come up against an inter county level, you're playing against the best players. Yeah, Tyrone and Tyrone one of the top counties in Ireland, so. Uh-huh. Um, that would be a, big, be a big thing. I also think, like, in terms of fitness and conditioning, say if you're doing runs at home, you know, everyone's 
yeah. flying, everyone was really fit. Yeah. If you wanted to win a run, say, you know, you're bossing yourself. You're bossing, whereas at club, Aye. there's a few boys, yeah, that train really hard, but you could go through a club session maybe without expending that much energy if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that that's what I do, you know, go back I know, and I know DOS, you know, but I'm saying that... Um, the standard just in terms of fitness and skill level is just is just that way bit higher, like. Yeah, but look, I, I love going back to play for a club. I just love being with yeah. all your friends and uh-huh. obviously it's different management, it's different sort of training. Yeah. You know, I just love the change more or less, you know, and then obviously if you're not playing as much for Tyrone, um, you sort of like going back... And to getting where you know you're going to be playing and you're getting a good buzz because you're contributing and players yeah. are you're chatting to your other players and things like that I just, I just love that part about it I'm sure as well like whenever you're playing when you spend so much time with Tyrone there's probably as times that you just get a wee bit tired of it so it's nice going back to the club and refreshing and then you can go back out and for, for Tyrone like if you're doing all the one it probably gets you probably lose a bit of motivation after a while like exactly yeah. have that change I just, you know, I love playing with Sean because of the friends that you meet, you know, I, friends for life because yeah. of it, and because now we haven't trained maybe in, say, a month, you know, uh-huh. I haven't spoke to some of my friends, like, yeah. name a few, like, just to shout them out, like, uh-huh. um, like, Cahill McShane, Danny Gallon, McGlox, Conan Grugan, yeah. um, don't leave anyone out, um, boys like that, you yeah. know what I mean, uh-huh. um, whereas, the, you see them for ten months of the year, three times a week, you know, you spend all your time with yeah. them and then when that goes. But the same again, club, you go back to your friends you've lived your whole life with, yeah. you know, and you're spending all your time with them and that's good as well. So as you say, the big change is nice going from Definitely. personnel to personnel. Um obviously your best friends. Aye. Both. You have a lot of friends now basically. <laughs> that's, that's, I I say that that's probably the best thing about yeah. playing playing games like the friends that you make. There's friends that I made mm-hmm. from Minor under twenty ones yeah. university yeah. county teams and you know you would never make it if you knew you were playing Gaelic exactly you yeah. know what I mean I just love that that aspect of it definitely I think that's the thing if you can find I'm sure if you could find you know that balance between obviously there's a seriousness of it but when you can take the enjoyment out of that too it makes it so much easier to to be willing to do the fucking forty four weeks and eighty five pitch sessions like yeah you you're, you enjoy being yeah around the people because. No, that's saying it's like <clears throat> surround yourself with people on the same path as you like yeah yeah you're playing with people that all the same want goal. to do the best for this county or this yeah. club so you know, it's good surround yourself with them people like. definitely um did you just do much in terms of like diet and nutrition Tyrone? did you just have like did, were you just fucking sent meals or you just sent diet plans or was it just taking yeah well, there's, there's a nutritionist and the team is sarah conley i think uh-huh Cable mentioned her yeah, last week. Yeah. <coughs> so she was there for anyone that wanted to um, use her Reach out, yeah. I, um, so I think we're all putting groups to start of the year and we sent to her and there's a bit of a seminar for maybe like mm-hmm. an hour just on like basics. Yeah. And then if you wanted extra guidance or you wanted to find out, you know, your own specific goal in relation to nutrition, yeah. you could get in contact with her and then throughout the year she'd be sending, you know, like the for the weekends away, what you should be eating and things yeah. like that. So yeah. there's not really such a diet plan, but Aye. most Just players know guidance and yeah, if it's there, if you need it. And what's your your usual kind of pre-game meal? Um, well, it probably differs from the county to club uh-huh. because obviously 
Um, when we're away with Ron, we're away for a weekend. Yeah. So nutrition yeah. is it's unreal. Like we're treated like lords. To be fair, like Aye. the food's the food's really good. It's class. But it's all sent through by her. So um, I think I think the morning of the game, it's like uh, porridge, uh-huh. pancakes, peanut butter, honey. Yeah. And then some people might take like scrambled eggs, beans and bagels and things like that. But personally, I would just take porridge. Yeah. And then we get burritos before the game, which uh-huh. is classic. I like uh-huh. burritos, obviously, which is like rice, chicken, peppers. And then sometimes they have like cheese and sour cream or that yeah. whatever. But, and then a coffee or uh-huh. water, monster, whatever, whatever you like. Yeah. Um, mostly burritos. And then I would try and take that in now. And sort of mirror that when I'm going back to the club, about trying to eat a burrito or something before a game, Aye. because it's what I've known, it's what's worked for me in the past. Like so, that was clearly Boujum with influence. You up at St Mary's a few times then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, obviously being away from Belfast now, it's Aye. you don't get burritos as much. Like, but weekends, weekends away from it's class. You can get two like just before a game just to feel up. I not get them in a while. Like, <laughs> I was like uh, before a game because I always go to town on the sweets. It's like you keep cleaning the whole week and then the game comes, you just go to town on a couple of bags of sweets. Like. Yeah, to give you a bit of energy. A wee bit of energy, yeah. And then sometimes it's just because you're a bit of a greedy bastard like, and want a bit more food. But yeah. Um, uh, that's uh, porridge would sort of be my go-to, maybe three or four hours out if you're playing in the morning. But I think it is important if, like, if you're a club player, you, you try and stick to these things you know and yeah. try different things out because I think people you know, maybe see things on Instagram and you fucking try it, like loads of different meals. But you need to figure out what works for you and what agrees with you and then yeah. uh, and stick with that there like um, a lot of it too is that you know, we're all we all eat at the same time yeah which I don't really agree with because some players like I like eating probably closer to the game I probably uh-huh. like, like to eat maybe an hour and a half to two hours right. before whereas we were told to eat three hours before the game uh-huh. yeah and then it like comes to the game and you feel, and you feel a bit hungry like or yeah. half time feel a bit hungry um, so that's maybe one thing that that would maybe change, yeah. but not all players have the same yeah. preference on time when they would like to eat, uh, if you know what I mean? I think it's it's difficult to find that balance too, because like I would usually eat three or four hours out, but you always have that way in between stage where you're like, I'm getting pretty hungry here, day eight, day and all eight. Yeah. Sometimes you eat and then you regret it when you're playing, and other times you're like, I wish I had it on, but yeah. I think that comes through a bit of experience, no one, no one like when you want to eat, when you don't want to eat, yeah. um, but it takes time to probably figure that out. Like. Um, Obviously, there must have been a lot of competition within the within the squad this year. Like, is it? Like, you know, that's one of the things we chat about Dublin. Why they're so successful is they have massive competition within the squad. Clearly, there must have been a lot of that in, in Tyrone too. Like, yeah, there is. I think um, for people uh, not that wouldn't see you know, training that often, like uh-huh. um, even getting on the twenty-six is a bit of a struggle for some players, yeah. and I haven't been on it at a time, and it is difficult, but. There's 30 to 35 players that want to play for Tyrone, yeah. and only 15 can play, and 26 can be togged out. So obviously someone's going to have to no. to to miss out. But it's, it's I think it all goes down to training. Yeah. If you train well and you're doing well in house matches and you're running well uh-huh. in runs, you probably get noticed. And then when you get your chance, you have to you have to do well to hold on your jersey, like you know. And yeah. I know in the past I haven't, you know, I've got chances and looking back now I probably thought, geez, I should have done uh-huh. more with what time that I was getting, you know, so I think that's a big thing. If you, if you get a chance and you do well, there's no reason to say why you can't keep yeah. playing, if you know what I mean, whereas yeah. 
if you get the chance and you don't do well, then he can say, all right, you know, you've had your chance. Yeah. Someone else to go. So that's probably the biggest thing about the competition. And you say Dublin's the same. Like yeah. they see their subs come on in the game all the time, probably because they're dying to get Aye. to get minutes. You, you sort of think with Dublin too, you never think they'll be complacent. Maybe yesterday was a kind of change to that, but they have so many players that are willing to come in and can change a game that are just as good. You know, whereas like there's other counties, maybe Derry, maybe other counties around Ulster that they have the 15 that are really good. The other boys maybe just aren't at that level, yeah. and uh, there might be competition, but it's a big difference when you have boys that are really want to get on, but they're also just as good as the boys that are on. Like yeah. that's probably why yourselves and Dublin are so successful. Like you just have that that 26-man squad that everybody really has a good shot of playing. Like yes, um, within the team, is there? Like, is it a lot of? It could be a lot of big leaders in the team that are influencing players or is it really the whole team together is, is kind of leading the thing you know or is there any kind of main boys in the team that you would think is that you look up to and they're leading the sort of thing like from within yeah well um, obviously Matty's captain and he's really really good captain yeah to play under um, a lot of the work that he does off the pitch as a captain was really good like and um, he obviously is a massive leader uh-huh. both on and off the pitch like and People probably don't see the work that a that a captain or a leader does yeah. off the pitch on the training pitch, you know, in tactics room, mm-hmm. but he worked things like that. So, what sort of stuff would would he be doing, like, you know, off the pitch? Just team meetings and things like that, yeah. you know. And um, I could just, I just, um, he's a, he's a good captain, you know. Yeah. Um, I've only probably played under maybe I think Sean Cavanaugh was the other captain that I've played under, like, uh-huh. and probably didn't do as, as much as what Matty has been doing like uh-huh. I don't really want to go into the details of what he's been doing because I know I get you mean yeah. um, but I just, I just feel like yeah he's, he's a really good captain to play under yeah. like um, leads by example too clearly in the pitch as well like which yeah, is a big thing yeah he's, he does everything he can to Aye. to be the best player he can be you know that sort of way like I think then other players um, you know lead maybe by not talking you know just yeah. doing stuff on the pitch and training really hard and dragging people on through training yeah. and things like that um, but mo- everyone is it's weird like everyone's sort of a leader at yeah. some stage throughout the year it takes ownership like uh, there's always people pulling each other on like just because you know it doesn't matter age or yeah. experience mm-hmm. the youngest player in the team can be this, you know as influential everyone's on the same level like yeah I think that's a big thing too, especially see a club like if there was a younger lad spoke up and said so and everyone would probably turn around and like, who's this lad like sort yeah. of thing. But I think you need to have everybody at the same level and everybody taking ownership of the thing to for it to work like. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, you're right. I think best teams do the best teams do that. Like the players have a lot of ownership like. Yeah. You know, they take on a lot of the mantle and do a lot of things outside of what um management are doing or what management are saying they're doing a lot of other stuff themselves mm-hmm. and I'm all the best teams probably yeah. do it at some stage like yeah yeah um, I wanted a one of the things I was, was interested in asking like I was at the the semi-final um, semi-final and was in Hill 16 and it was Dublin versus Mayo and it was packed and the noise was, was crazy like any time you go into Crook Park and you hear the noise I always wonder as a player down there 
the zone it out or do you hear everything you know what's it like when you're actually down there on the pitch hi like it's mad the first time that you actually play in Hope yeah. Park <clears throat> you can't hear someone on the pitch standing say 10 metres away really you know, if, if, say if it was uh, a big uh-huh. if there was a big roar come up like I remember um, one time playing against Armagh I think it was it was actually 2017 uh-huh. and whatever happened there was like a turnover and there was a big roar and I just remember thinking I can't hear what one person yeah. around me saying and that wasn't even fully packed no. um, but now you, you physically can't hear it's teammates crazy, like. shouting stuff like and even people don't realise in the warm up when you're trying to like do a warm up on the, on the pitch before like you can't hear the coach shouting telling you what to do really you know what maybe when he's standing no. 20 metres away from me and like how do you how do you deal with like <coughs> like if you're in one of them games and even like also championship draw big crowds when there's so many people around how do you deal with the pressure of that or do you just try and zone out of it you know like how do you deal with that like um it is weird um I think when you're on the actual pitch yeah it's just like another game uh, you, you know what I mean there's just a bit, there's a, yeah there's a big crowd and all that there but there's no different than playing a league game with 100 people at it yeah in terms of when you're on the actual pitch there's just a louder noise and things like that um there's one thing probably about is momentum uh-huh. and when there's a big crowd like say if someone scored a goal yeah. the crowd lifts like you know, against your team and then if they win the kicker then they raise a game and yeah. that gives the team momentum you know so that's probably the biggest thing about playing under a big crowd like especially Dublin maybe in the uh-huh. hill if they uh-huh. score or they score in the hill like and you're trying to like, kick out and win the kick out and they're all pressing up I'd say that'd be really difficult uh, it's tough, like. to play against um, has that been, always been a dream to play in Croke Park? yeah I think any player that's Starts playing, yeah. playing football. Would love to play there one day. And I remember my first, my first game there was like 2015 v Dublin uh-huh. in the league. And like, I was wondering, driving in, am I going to get on or not? And I yeah. got on, and then it was, it was good. We ended up drawing with him, and I was just buzzing to being able to play there. And then, um, any time like a new player comes onto the panel now, I'd be saying like, oh, wait, wait, you get in here. Like it's, Aye. it's the best buzz you can have. I remember driving in. I think it was 2015 semi final. It was my first season on the panel, and we were uh-huh. playing Kerry. And I always remember back and tell people this: like it's the best buzz I've ever had in my life. Really? Driving in, crowd going mad. Like I seen players out the window. I played club with, you know, like uh-huh. say they were the same age as me, and they were like on the rip full, and they were uh-huh. going out the window. And I just was thinking, this is I something else. This is something else. I. That's class. That's probably the best buzz that yeah. I've ever had. You know, um, probably did not in a game. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it is unreal. Like uh, it's probably something you can't appreciate until you until you experience that. Like, um, do you still like whenever you're walking to Crook Park? Do you still get that same buzz, or after a while does it turn into just another stadium? Like, you do get the same buzz. Like, um, I would say maybe for teams like Dublin, they're there every week. Yeah. But when you're playing with your own, you may play Dublin once in the league, maybe there, and then. The next time you may play there might be the Super 8s for the Iron Court final. Yeah. So there's a right wee stretch from it. Um, but it's, it's the best. I mean, it's unreal. Like, change of rooms, the drive-in. Even, even, like, walking into the stands, like, and looking at the pitch, it's like, this is, this is class. Like, so it must be, even when you walk out and you get to go out onto the pitch itself and you see everything, you know, I, I, I doubt even for, if you're playing there every year, you still probably get a massive buzz every time you go out on it. Like, yeah, it's um, where you want to be playing, you know what I mean? Um, and I think when you're on the pitch, people don't realise if, 
here in Crow Park when you're sitting in the stand there's so many different viewpoints and the pitch looks so different from wherever yeah. you're sitting when you're on the pitch like it, it looks so weird Aye. you know the nets don't seem it doesn't seem that big because the stands are all closed Aye, in so around you like um, Aye, but it's, it's just it is a weird it's a weird balls like but it's the one that you want you yeah. chase it your whole life like you know definitely, what I mean definitely must be good as well obviously your brother Tiernan's on the team is that been good playing with him in those big days as well like yeah it's it's obviously good having a brother there to guide you along you know when I first came on the panel he was able yeah. to tell me you know just guide me through it you know going to training and things like that and um, and then now we have a younger 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 player from our club Matty Murnan there and I'm sort of <laughs> doing that to him I'm sort of guiding him yeah. along you know it's good having someone, you know, there to help you along, and then obviously when you're going to like games and stuff, your parents are there and you have two someone's yeah. playing. Like that's always good as well, and you get twice the amount of tickets, which is good it's as well. One. It's a one. Uh, it works out for us because we've like um, four in our family, like right, so. Okay. Yeah. It ends up we getting we get a right lot of tickets for no uh, problem that way, which is good. Uh, um, but it's nice probably sharing those kind of experiences with with your family. Like. Definitely, yeah. It's. Um, it's a. Uh, when, when it's a low like you know when there's bad times it's a house you don't want to be in eh? <laughs> aye it is but it's good that like it's always been me probably going to to T-Mac like to, to yeah. comfort him and then when when then when we win let's, we're both together like but I think you know like he had a couple of bad days with Tyrone <laughs> in terms of like whatever outside the media and all like yeah. and then um, I've been there from a few times then other times maybe I haven't and he's given out to me about it like so I think that's yeah. a good thing about it having someone there that that you really care about and they really care about you that you can go to like because and, and understands what's happening as well yeah like. because I know the sacrifices that, that he yeah. makes you know and he knows what I make and it's yeah. everyone makes you know but uh, it is definitely good having a brother there like because give you a second opinion on things as well say if you feel like you're doing well or you're not doing uh-huh. well or what you can improve on he can maybe say here in training like you weren't great or uh, an honest opinion on yeah, it yeah that's probably a good thing about it as well like and similar me to him uh-huh. I can say you know maybe you need to do this to do that so like, it is it is really good having yeah. a sibling there like definitely um, fine throw on over the over the years you're a team that does get a lot of hate like um, particularly Brawley would be tightening you and um, I don't know if it's maybe just I don't know if it's maybe the, the way that the systems in terms of, like defensive stuff it seems like Tyrone always seem to get even in the media as well a lot of hate is that something like whenever you hear that as a team is it completely ignored or is it used you know to kind of motivate you yeah or? I do know what you mean like I just feel that um, everyone's out to get Tyrone like, yeah. some people say that. I don't know if I agree with it or not like but it's interesting you say that being a dairy man yeah. you know that um, some people may use it as, motiv- use it as motivation um, as a team I don't think look into it that much like because yeah if you look at uh, say that game yesterday uh-huh. there's times that the both teams had everyone behind the ball Aye. although they may be doing man to man or something like that if you look everyone's behind the ball but yeah. nothing's been said about it and then if, if their own player does something it seems to be like yeah everyone's out to get them whereas there's been loads of other incident, incidents throughout the year like even there was stuff yesterday going about on Twitter and stuff Aye. about players if that were someone from Tyrone that would be a bigger deal like I, I don't know why that is it's, it's a weird one like um, but I think you, you definitely see it like I, I don't think it's probably justified but it does seem like I don't maybe it's it's just easy targets now at this point because it's been built up for so long but um, I think uh, it's definitely 
there's some teams can get away with a lot and other teams that, that can't like and I think is one of them teams like the water bottle incident is a good one yeah like we were chatting about beforehand like that was probably just the most random occurrence of events where someone lifted a water bottle and all these ideas started happening exactly like I find it hard to believe if a Dublin if that had been a Dublin coach I doubt there would have been the same kind of shit that went on like I don't know, probably, like, I don't know where that came from, like, right. but um, I think anyone that believes that, like, is a bit, a bit deluded, I think, you know. It's a bit mental, like. <coughs> something would, like that would even happen at, at right. county level, like, but people believe, you know, stuff that's put in a WhatsApp group and pass around, like, people believe what they see, you know what I mean? But Aye. perception is reality, like. Exactly. Um, but it's interesting that, uh, like, things now can just go like wildfire to you know, something as simple as that, and something that's like obviously nothing probably happened there, but it can be blown out of proportion so exactly. easily. Like, and then it goes once it goes on Twitter, Instagram, it's, it's or fact in people's up, minds. Yeah, then, like, it, it spreads, as you say. Like, yeah. and it can be dangerous too. Like people making accusations about people and then going on Twitter, or Instagram, because at the end of the day, they're known person. Like, you know, it's yeah. different if it's a, a professional soccer player that's getting paid hundred thousand a week to. Yeah. They don't mean getting abused yeah. because they're but laughing, but these people, people have their businesses, businesses, and jobs, later partners, yeah. family, you know, and it is difficult, you know, if you find, I know that I found a brother getting abuse, uh-huh. it can be difficult, like, and that's only me being a brother, what would it be like for the person they're actually yeah. talking about, you know what I mean? So social media, I think, can be, can be very dangerous, like I'm not on uh, Twitter or Facebook. And then it gets sometimes it gets like sent stuff from like Twitter and I'm like, why are you send me that? I don't yeah. that's the reason why I'm not on it. I don't want to see people yeah. giving giving out or giving a hit, you know? I like I think the thing is too, people people, especially in social media like Instagram and stuff, don't understand what they're sending and don't understand that there's people that they you know send a message to you. It's like yeah. like I put up the Instagram Q and A's and ninety five percent of the time you get normal no 95% of the time you get normal questions yeah. thankfully but 5% of the time you get you get you know someone like just being a prick basically or saying yes. someone you're like do you understand that you know there's, there's someone else at the other end of this or example where a player gets abused for something in the game you're like they have to go back to work more, or maybe they have a business it depends on what their reputation is like but people just don't think before they send things and yeah. because it's you know they're just looking at the player and they're looking at the, their social media account yes. it's acceptable to do that but, yeah. um, but then a lot of the time too is they don't know the person that's behind it Yeah, you know what I mean like they don't know that oh, maybe that person is a nice person that they just did one thing wrong and then right yeah. just judge them on this one act rather than definitely you know what I mean I think especially with Gaelic too <coughs> most people that play you're not going to be like more than likely you're going to be a bad person when you're on the pitch in terms of like you'll play hard and there might yeah. be shit goes on in the game and that's just what happens in, in Gaelic and sport but people are completely, completely different outside of it like exactly you know, I've known in games where you maybe you're wrestling with someone and then the next day you meet up with them and you're chatting and like nothing happened exactly but again people think you know just because like I had uh, we played we played a game this year and there was a bit of like kind of fighting going on in it and um Afterwards, I was getting like these boys, like twelve-year-olds and fourteen-year-olds from the club, were like sending me messages like, "You're this, you're that." And you're like, you don't fucking know me, like uh, you know. But because it's 
it's easy to do it. It's like it's because it's faceless. Sometimes it's faceless too. Aye. Like there's, you know, you can make a fake Instagram yeah. account and write to someone thinking, aye. You know, I've had that before. People writing to me under like fake accounts. You know, really, yeah. really, really hateful stuff. Sometimes I like, can, you do see it. Yeah. You know, you might have Instagram or whatever, and then a message pops up and you just click into it because aye. it's there. And then the next thing you read it, and you're like, oh Jesus, somebody's giving me pure aye. hate here. And then I think I like one time I wrote back saying like, all oh, right, you know, I wrote down my address and says you know where I live or something, aye. and the person didn't, yeah, didn't respond. Like you know, probably it was some young person just trying to, aye, being stupid just. Yeah. Whereas then if I seen them out in the street, they the first person saying hello to you, like you know, aye. pure loving, pure loving chatting. So it's weird. It's a weird. Uh, it's a weird thing. It's weird to see how, like, you can. I think now as well, it's so much easier to talk to players, and you know, it's, it's easy to do that. Whereas in years before, that wasn't a thing. It's, yeah. I don't know if you can really deal with that either, but um, it's a it's a dodgy kind of game. Like, and people are just getting a wee bit too brave. I think maybe don't understand that there's other people there. Definitely. Um, yeah. What's it been like playing under Mickey Hart? Obviously, probably one of, if not the most famous managers in Gaelic. Um, also been like playing with him, you know, is it, I kind of get the sense it's kind of similar style to Jim Gavin, that seems to be very cool, like on the side of the pitch, has everything well organised in the back room, you know, is that, is that kind of the sense of this too? Yeah, similar, he's obviously on the pitch, he doesn't seem that animated, Yeah. Um, probably because he's been there that long and he knows, he knows the run of the game, like, uh-huh. but um, yeah, he obviously took me in, like, and I'm grateful for him for that. Um, and I've been on the squad for five years under his management. Like, so uh-huh. um, I think it's just getting used to what what he does. You know, I yeah. know now um, what way he works things and what way to try and show him yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that. So that's probably the, the biggest thing about it. You know, trying to um, show him that you're good enough or that you're you're ready yeah. to play. Like because sometimes when you're not playing, you feel like maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not yeah. at this level, and then. You go out and train, and you play really well, and you're like, right, actually, I am, and now it's yeah. fucking me to prove that sort of way. That's the big thing um, in training, just really trying to prove to him that uh-huh. you're ready to go that weekend or yeah. the next couple of weekends. Yeah. Um, and then he is like Peter Don. Peter Donnelly obviously recently left. What's his influence been like in the team over the past couple of years? Because by all accounts, um, everyone on the team really seemed to enjoy him there. Um, has he been the big hand in training and everything then over the past while? Yeah, like Pete, Pete actually landed the exact same time that I landed, so he, every time I've been there, he's been there, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be weird to go back now and him not being there, uh-huh. but um, I wouldn't be the player that I am today if it weren't for him. Yeah. Uh, physically, you know, I'm in better shape, uh-huh. I'm fitter, I'm faster, I can move better, and then, you know, it's just... I do owe him a lot, if you know what I mean, yeah. because probably wasn't that um, clued in on the SNC sort of side, and then uh-huh. he brought it to a new level. Yeah. Um, but in terms of training, like he would take most of the training, like he would take the warm up, and then he would do sort of the running blocks. He'd take uh-huh. a few drills, and then yeah. um, some shooting things I got as well. And then maybe Gavin Devon would come in and take yeah. another part, and Steve O'Neill would come in and take another part. So it was, mo- it was more or less split up that they'd all have a sort of a wee. Yeah. Like a wee role to play in training, but Pete's main man in terms of on the pitch. Yeah. Any 
runs would be down to him and there'd be say obviously science behind it like the boom uh-huh. would just be right out here we're going to run yeah he'd be working throughout the week to try and get the perfect load and know what we've done and, and yeah. things like that and then obviously in the gym he, he sets up all the gym sessions and takes them as well like so yeah. he's a massive role to play clearly though like he's can see because I think physically he's probably like definitely within Ulster you just seem to be a step above most of the other teams there like um, conditioning wise and even uh, physically you guys are definitely seem to be that we step above and it's clearly down to that that work he's been doing he's been doing like yeah well I, I do feel like other counties are doing they're probably doing something similar yeah but Pete's been there for five years and a lot of the yeah. players have been there for four or five years you know yeah. doing like Imagine you being an intercounty player five seasons of S and C like every week. Like you yeah. want to be in really good shape. Yeah. You want to be really fit. Definitely. You know, so I think that's a big role to play in it. You know, we've been on the road for about four or five years, and that's why some of the players probably are, are so good this year yeah. and fit fast. No, yeah, definitely. Um, disappointing matches of is obviously looks like he's lost them now. Like the to Ulster. Um, it'll be hard for any other coach coming in. Do you think now? Like the to replicate that, the work he's done. Yeah, well, obviously it's a massive loss, as you say, and um, it's all some players know. Yeah. You know, um, some players have come in just when he came in and been only there since he's been there, so they don't know anything different, and it'll be weird going to training yeah. and Pete not there to take you for Aye. the runs or the war, whatever, you know, that's going to be probably the weirdest aspect, but even um, off the pitch, like, he's a good person to chat to, you yeah. know, he's good among the dressing room, he's good... He knows football. He knows other players in other counties. Yeah, you know he's he's, he's been there and done that too. Like exactly, like you respect him because he literally won everything there is doing. Yeah. he's won senior championships. He's won all Irons. He's won Sigurds and Cups. Yeah, he's literally won everything there is doing. So he'll be he'll be um, hard to replace. Like definitely. Yeah, but the show goes on, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, I think one of the most impressive things that you've been involved with was St Mary's on the Sigerson. Was like. 850 students, only 200 were were yeah, lads. Yeah. And I'm guessing a small percentage of that were actually able to play Gaelic. But yeah, just were able to beat uh, UCD in the final, who probably are in the thousands for the amount of people. I think there's 26,000 students. That's crazy, like. And but obviously you're having like yeah. many of them play football, but <clears throat> it's yeah. still going to be a lot more than uh, 200 lads of St Mary's, like. Exactly. How did you? How did you just go about one and that there, like? Um, to be honest, when I was there, there was good teams every year, uh-huh. and I played for four years because I had went to Queens for a year first, so uh-huh. I was playing when I was in first year, and every year we had a good team, and the first year I think we beat DIT, game we should have won, you know, so that sort of game that oh, yeah. we could have come out of here with a win, and it was another sorry story, and then the next year we went back again. And I think DCU beat us after extra time, and we were, we yeah. were winning the whole game. Yeah. Another sorry, sorry story. Next year, we played Jordanstown, I think, and we got beat again. And every year, just felt like we had a really good team. We could have done something yeah. this year. And then the year we won it, like I don't know, it's just clicked. It's like last year when the champions or winning the Premier League, like in my eyes, just yeah. the teams that we beat. Beat NUAG like who had like Damien Comer playing uh-huh. full forward, they like Michael Daly, they yeah. had loads of county players, and we beat them. It was down in Glenavy, like, and we came out, I think it was a point or two we won by. Yeah. It. And then we played DCU down there, like, who had 
loads of county players. Yeah. You had Enda Smith, Jeremy O'Connor, like, and we'd never won there before. Yeah. And we ended up winning after extra time, and we think we were maybe we were maybe four points down, going into the last minute. Uh-huh. And I think McShane or Oshin Reed made a score a goal, and then Ray and Cal McShane scored yeah. the equaliser, and then we got to the weekend, which was like beating them yeah. was massive. Because obviously, when you go think about suggestions, you think DCU, UCD, yeah. probably Jordanstown at the big names, uh-huh. and then. Uh, we went to the weekend then and it was probably bittersweet for you because Kelly Clara had booked it like a training weekend slash um, celebration for winning the senior championship uh-huh. which was on that weekend so I wasn't right. there to go when we sort of beat DCU I was sort of half happy half sad because I knew I wasn't able to go away with, yeah. with Kelly Clara and then we played Cork down in like Mayo it was mad because we gave them two goals yeah. they basically started 6-0 right. up uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever seen the video of it, like, was no. mad. Basically conceded a goal, and the keeper, Rido, like, uh-huh. he was just trying to get the ball away quick. He threw it down to kick it out and kicked it straight to their man. They kicked it into the net. Uh-huh. So basically started 6 0 down. Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting black carded, and so did Kieran McGeary. And then we come back and beat them by like a point or two. And then we're right, I was right. We, uh-huh. beat, we beat these three big teams, and the next day we were playing UCD. Uh-huh. We had. <coughs> Ridiculous team like Fitzsimons, yeah. McCaffrey, Mannion, Connor McCarthy, Jack Barry. Like they had loads of county men, but like Aye. you think you think of McCaffrey being there, like and Fitzsimons and Mannion who played not like maybe three All Irelands previous to that it was mad. And then uh, in that game as well, I don't know if you know, we started six 0 down. We conceded two goals in the first two minutes. Bad start for you in yeah, most of these games. Like, <laughs> chatting all weekend about Aye. the. About the right, we'll not give them, uh-huh. we'll not let them see two goals to start again. And we ended up doing that. Like, and I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, I can't believe this happened yeah. again, you know. We clawed it back, and I think, I think, I think at half time it went from we were two goals to nothing down, uh-huh. and at half time it maybe was two one they had, which is what seven, maybe yeah. nine. So we clawed it back, and then we just stayed ahead, like, and like it was mad. Like, it was, oh, it was crazy, like. just physically can't explain like it was it was like surreal was a crazy result like and um, I don't think probably anybody had given you the hope of winning the two like um, it was and seriously impressive like um, I'd say it probably maybe wasn't I don't like at the time it probably was but it's probably as, as impressive a Sigerson win as there maybe has ever been like taking all things into consideration yeah like the teams were playing, the, teams, the players, the players we were against, the players we had, although we did it a really good team. Yeah, he's a lot of Tyrone players, like then there's yourself, uh, McShane, Myler. Myler, McGeary, and then... Like, there was lots of other probably... Yeah, like there's like Fitzy from Antrim, who's like ended yeah. up being unreal for Antrim, like uh-huh. recently, Kevin McKernan, who played in the yeah. final. Yeah. Oshin O'Neill, Arne McKay, uh-huh. Arma Senior, like, and then... He's had a lot of other boys that weren't at that county level, but really stepped up, like. Yeah, like, just, it's weird when you go to, like, Sigerson level, you sort of have this, this pre-meditated yeah. mindset that, all oh, these players are class, they're all uh-huh. scholarships and they're all county players. And yeah. All. And then you have, like, a run-of-the-mill player that's a club player, made have played under-21s, that really, really wants to win, like, and that's better than... Definitely. That's better than a player that just wants to turn up, because I feel like UCD thought... Uh, just turn they up had the players, and, yeah. And uh, I think that's they see 
from from training with Jordan Sound, I think that's one of the big things of that. You know, when you have a, a setup where players are brought in with the intention of playing football, and I think you just it's not a good mindset. Like, I mean, it's not really a team, which I think maybe a lot of the big schools probably don't have, but you clearly did have. Yes. Where you are all in for the one thing, and it's not just like I'm here because I'm fucking getting paid to be here, basically. Yeah, like, like I know that everybody in Samaria is like pays their way like you yeah. know, there's no scholarships there's Aye. no grants or whatever like and I think the manager Paddy Halley said that after you know uh-huh. that's the biggest achievement because hard enough being a student playing their county and then you know maybe not getting any money or that yeah. thing for it and then you see these other colleges that like I know some of my friends that would get in like, literally an envelope like you know Aye. play which yeah. is mad I've heard, like, uh, I heard some some stories of some of the big players that were at Jordanstown, and um, like there was a lot of stuff given out, and then I'm sure that goes on throughout all the schools as well. I, I had wondered, I don't know if you, you know anything about this, but I had wondered, like, why are the schools so so like hell bent on trying to I, and win? Someone had told me one time, and I don't know if this is like a complete lie, but there's a lot of gambling goes on in these games that like. Like with big businesses and stuff, right? And I've never heard that before, but I know what you mean in terms of a summer to the Amer- sort of aye. summer in America sort of thing. Why do people pay so much money to get all these players? It's like, what is it? What's the return? Like? Yeah, what do you get out of it? Like, they're just happy that their team aye. won. You know, would they get that satisfaction? I know what you're saying. I don't know to be honest. Um, I'd heard that. I don't know if it's completely, but um, I always question, like you know, when you hear what some of the players are getting. And there's like I've heard some big big figures. You wonder like, what's what's the return on that? Like, yeah, like why are the people paying that money? You know where do you where do you see that back or, I don't know, I don't know. I always always wondered that as well. Like I don't I don't actually know, but my friend Sparky there, he's in America. He's uh-huh. back this week, so we'll get chatting to him and ask him. Find out. Yeah, <laughs> he got a fortune like so. Uh, um, ask him about it. It's uh, <coughs> it's interesting, one, an interesting one. Um, your teaching then, what kind of led you down the path of teaching, or what one did you do um, that? Both my parents are teachers, like, right. um, probably seeing their lifestyle. Uh-huh. My dad played for Kelly Glower, played for Tyrone. Won an All-Ireland Hurling medal or something like that, wasn't it? All-Ireland yes. Junior. He's done the research. Done the research. I think he's the oldest player to ever won a Tyrone Junior Championship. Really? 30, 39, yeah. Came on in the final in 2003. Do you just have Hurling at Kelly Glower? Aye, uh, we do, but I don't think... You never played much. I played a wee bit, like. Yeah. Um, but just some about my dad there. He actually was wearing manias, like. So was it? I have to give him a shout out, like. Thirty nine, wearing manias. Hey man, knows his stuff, like. Oh, he does. Too bad uh, they didn't still have them. Like. I think he still has them at the house, but they're they're done. They're done, like. Retro pair, put them on eBay. Aye. <laughs> but like, um, probably teaching, just seeing their lifestyle, uh, and then um, probably just thinking, you know, decent decent life. Yeah. Pays good, um, good holidays. Good to play football. Good and to stuff. play football. Like it's just a good balanced life. Yeah. Um, and just I think my personality suits it. Like you know I'm sort of I'm laid back. Yeah, yeah. But I can chat to young people and I can relate well to young people. I've got yeah. the good. I think I've got the good personality, right personality for it. Yeah. That sort of way. Mm-hmm. And um, you think it's on that down the line, like you were chatting before, do you think it, that's on you want to go into more, or are you still kind of in between what you want to do at the moment? Like? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm sort of questioning it sometimes, because, you know, obviously I'm a sub, mm-hmm. going from school to school, you know, really <coughs> a permanent place, yeah. 
and that can be difficult going to you know a different school week in week out trying to meet new faces trying to meet new yeah. people trying to go into a different system um, so over the summer I've just sort of been looking maybe at future maybe something different in the future like whether yeah. that be complete different career or yeah. maybe something on the side yeah I don't know just something more what's the word like permanent and stable, secure kinda. stable aye, that yeah. sort of thing but it is really good for football like you know aye. Know, two weeks at Christmas, two weeks at Easter, two months in the summer, a week at Halloween. Yeah. Like that's perfect, like. Finish at three thirty. It's not too bad, like. I think it's just like one of my cousins is in teaching and um he came back here from London and I think he was applying for jobs and there was like three three jobs for the position or the department he wanted in, like, in the whole of the north. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, so it must be it must be tough trying to get someone that is secure, like. It's diff- it is. There's not many permanent jobs now that go out, like. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to be permanent in, in, in the sense that I don't want to be stuck there for yeah. the rest of my life. Uh-huh. You know, that sort of way. So there's not many jobs. Plus, if you got the job, who's to say it's the right one for you? You yeah. mightn't enjoy the location. You might enjoy the pupils. You mightn't like the staff, you know. Yeah. So I don't like that idea of being tied down Yeah. that, that much. Is uh, travelling something you kind of think about doing over the next wee while, or you? Because I know you've been in Australia last year, the start of the year. Yeah, um, I think it's a sort of ticket off the list, you know, to yeah. say that you went and done it, and now that you look back and say, right, I went and did that, um, I liked it. That's off the list now. I'll focus on something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, you obviously see people in Australia and America, and you see like how good life looks. Uh-huh. You probably don't see no, the downsides really. of it, like, but. Um, and the money that you could potentially get like you wonder sometimes why you're here yeah you know but I think as I said earlier the grass has always been there you always want Aye. the other side like it's, it's weird because like I think you think that it, it, it's exactly right like you think it's better over there and then maybe you go over there and you're you're working like a dog every day and maybe the money wasn't as good as you thought and you're paying more money to live in the places yeah. and it's hard to you know like um but you maybe never know until you try as well exactly. with a lot of these things. But I do agree, it's you can make things seem like they're really, really good, but it can be a different story. Yeah, than like social media there. is a big thing for that as well. Like yeah. People look like they're having an unreal time and Aye. wherever they are. But then you don't see them going to work at four or five in the morning, yeah. doing a 12-hour shift like or Aye. something like that. You know, that's yeah. probably the big thing that I noticed about Australia when I went, that... Uh, you do work hard, like you have long yeah. hours. Yes, there's loads of stuff to do, but it's not as handy as it's maybe made out to be. Yeah, like. that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, and then, like your own kind of intentions, like uh, you hoping to play for Toronto for another couple of years, or are you kind of in that same mindset with work, like you're see what sort of happens over the next few while. Yeah, I think, um, as you said, you always want to sample maybe something, and that's always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it is when you were friggin' 10 years old, Yeah. what did you want to do when you were older? You wanted to play for Toronto. Yeah. So why would you sort of give up that chance to play at that level for mm-hmm. as long as you can, while you can? Um, like I just I think my brother there, he always says, people ask him about work and stuff, he says, I want to play the top level for as long as I can. Yeah. Whether that be not working as much, uh-huh. living away, Yeah. he just sacrificed everything for that. And that, you know, you sort of always, your mind's always changing. Nice. Say if you don't get on or you don't get much game time that season, you think, right, I don't know what to do here. And then 
you might go out and have a good club season and then the next thing yeah. you're rated again, you know, that sort of way. So going into every year as an inter-county player, it, it is difficult, like, because, no. like, obviously it's Rome getting beaten in the semi-final this year. Like, you always feel that you can maybe win it. Yeah. And that's always in the back of your mind. Like, imagine missed out in that I left and missed out. Um, it's very hard to know. Like, I'd hope to yeah. play for as long as I can, but then again, if you're not playing that regularly... It's hard to stay motivated at that, like. It, it is when you've been there for five seasons. Like, my yeah. friend, Ron O'Neill there, he was on the squad eight seasons, like. Uh-huh. That's a long time. You think about the amount of It's a lot of sacrifice. It like. is, you know, and he's been there since he was 19. Uh-huh. And... People probably don't... Like, I'm sure, like, whenever he, he left the panel this year, didn't they? Yeah. You know, people probably were like, like, what are you leaving for? But you probably don't understand how much he's had a sacrifice in this out on over the exactly. past number of years. Exactly. Like, like and... Like he'd be my best friend, like, and I would chat him about everything, like, and uh, it's just hard year after year to keep going back and keep yeah. trying to say I want to prove myself. I want to get game time this year, and then you don't get picked, and then that plays in your mind, and then club players maybe going out saying we need you back, and yeah. it all adds up, like, and it's it is a difficult spot to be in, like. But right. Although he seems he seems really happy with his decision, like, and he'll probably try and come back in the future. But you know, I think when we were playing Kerry. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in the in the crowd. You know, he just was like, "Oh, I wish I was, I wish I was there." Yeah, that's you the know. tough part about it. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's like for him, there's probably pros and cons to it. Like, but um, I'm sure he he's probably took enough time to think about that decision too. It's like. been come, it's probably been brewing. You know, yeah. in terms of he probably thought this for a few years. Mm-hmm. In terms of I might leave, I might not, and then like he can made captain of Omar or whatever now. Like, so he's he's probably happy with the decision. Thrown yeah. didn't win all Ireland. He probably is happy about that in terms of. He didn't miss out. Yeah. What wants Drone to do well, obviously. Like Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, he's probably mean, relieved yeah. at the fact that Aye. he didn't miss out in Trump and Iron him yeah. grinding for years. Because they don't see the, the training that you do, like the hard training that you do throughout no, the years. Like, not. like um and it's the same like, you know, whenever you're playing games and you get beaten, you come off and you get a you get abuse. People are very easy to sit on the sideline and, and tell you about what went wrong and what you're doing, but you find you know, no one really understands what you've gone through in, un, unless it's the players on the pitch with you and exactly. seeing for yourselves. Like, I have no idea how many hours and what she's put into it, but it's very easy for me to make an opinion on it. Yeah. But really, that doesn't matter, like, because you are the ones that have put the time into it, and it's it's a uh, it, it's a lot. Like, it, it is professional. It's yeah. not a professional job for you. Yeah. A big thing about that as well is this is what I don't really like, and I don't watch. You know, RTE and something uh-huh. like I don't watch any of that. I just, I just don't like the whole whatever uh-huh. the agenda they have on some players, some people, some yeah. teams. Yeah. But like, I can't take anyone that hasn't done it at this stage for this long serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's people writing whatever. Like, not that I look at much, uh-huh. but people do send you stuff all the odd time. Yeah. Like you haven't a ball day. Like you haven't played at a yeah. high level for X uh-huh. amount of years. How do you possibly know? Aye. Uh-huh. You know about the ins and outs of it. I am um, what happens. Like people making opinions on it. Exactly. Stuff. Like I listen to say, for example, I'm trying to think of a big player. Like say, for example, from players like Muggsy or Brendan uh-huh. Wigan, Peter Canavan. Yeah. Like no bother. I listen to anything they say. They've done it to that yeah. level for X amount of years. Then you have people chatting and they're just like, "You're uh, Like how would you possibly know what? What goes on? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one thing about the about maybe the the media and the the. the Big players, 
and then obviously nobody's like chatting about it. That just that annoys me a lot. Like definitely, like and it's uh, it's probably annoying to you whenever you can't really do anything about it, and you know, in the ba- like I'm sure even like say when somebody maybe gets slated for a bad performance, but maybe that player has been given a certain direction on the pitch. Like, yes. your job is to do this. It's different from your normal game, but yes. then you listen that night and you're like, such and such was normal game, they didn't uh, play well. Yeah. And you're sitting there going like, you don't know what's going on exactly. here. Exactly, like. like, supposedly, like, Brian Fenton was injured yesterday. Someone right. had said, and they're raving about, like, Jack Barney being really well. And I'm like, uh-huh. but they don't know, like, obviously don't keep, like, yeah. their mouths closed all the time. Uh-huh. But like there's rumours that he was injured. Like people are probably going off and I oh, didn't want to know. Like whatever. Yeah. You don't know. Nobody knows what's going on. You have no idea. Behind um, the scenes, like and it's uh, the same. Maybe he'd been given a different, you know, a different task that day. Yeah, he could have been sick all yeah. week. You know, I've seen that before. Players, you know, have played maybe for for a club or a county, uh-huh. and they've been like, you know, haven't trained for two weeks. They're just getting through it to try and play. Yeah. And then they play crap, and everyone's saying, "Oh, you're." And you're like you don't know what that man's try to do to get back to play like and Definitely. he's playing it's, it's very easy to make an opinion like yeah but that's def- like I love playing inter-county or like yeah. being on a part of a team but like some of the stuff like that is, oh, it grinds my gears like I don't think many players watch yeah. or read papers or anything like that it's just for like this is for like fans. Uh, definitely. Um, unfortunately it's just part of what what comes with it at that level like exactly. isn't it? Um, right to finish up Quick fire round. Got a couple of questions here. Really went through the water bottle one, so we don't have to go over that again. Um, what's your best GA moment? Involving me or watching? Yeah. Or? Well, whatever. Like, what's your best moment in terms uh, of Gaelic? I would say winning a Trump Senior Championship uh-huh. was the best, the best feeling that I've had. Yeah. We got beaten the final the year before. Um, it was our first final in like something like 12 years and we got beaten in the final probably didn't perform yeah probably played the occasion you know we are just happy to be there and then ended up getting beat yeah it obviously took us a full year to get back and it was just really satisfying to be beat you know Chilik had beat us in the final uh-huh. and we beat them on the way to win it we played I think um, Errigal and Dromore as well and then we played Colleen in the final so we played like yeah you know it wasn't like an easy uh-huh. easy path to win it and we won after a replay in which like the, re- the first game was unreal like we got a point Aye. in the last it was a real kind of real battle to get it there was, and like. then we ended up winning the replay like 26 we won like uh-huh. and you know it was probably good in that way that you knew you were going to win for like the last five yeah. minutes and you yeah. were able to take that time like I remember crying in the middle of the pitch Aye. just being like we did it because it had hurt the year before and then the grind for a full year yeah, to get back to that spot, and we had done it. Like it was just, it was the best thing. And you're doing it with your your club players as well. Like is is always good too. Like exactly, and like just feel like um, when you start off as your club player, what do you want to do? You want to yeah. win senior championship, and yeah. I seen Madaw win one, uh-huh. and then like just was unreal to win one. Like and we've got beaten the final since, you know, which has been not yeah. good either. Uh-huh. Like, but I'd love to win maybe another one. It's just yeah. it's just unreal for the whole community in terms of. Definitely. You inspire the youth and things like that as well. Like Definitely. It's, it's class. Uh, going opposite, what's the worst Gaelic moment? Um, obviously, getting beaten all in finals. Yeah. It isn't great. Um, it probably didn't hurt as much for me as I didn't play in the final. Like, I played the quarter and the semi. Yeah. And then didn't get on the final, which is a bit disappointing. Like, yeah. 
Um, obviously, apart from that as well, losing two county finals, like it's and Tyrone is so hard to get there, and then they lose two. Yes. And you look back in your career, you think, oh, I had two good chances of winning another one. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, like the first one we lost, like I was a tough, tough time for me. Like I grew my hair out long and all was real. Like you and I went in the hair growing competition. I, he just, he just copied me. Like anything I does, he just, he, he just slaps he it on. Like exactly. You know, that their year was tough. Like and it didn't, yeah. didn't play for Tronor much that year. And then back in the club and like it was a man possessed. You yeah. know and probably was a good thing that we'd lost that in terms of the motivation for the next year it just wasn't nice losing it on that day really. it, wasn't, it wasn't good because like, we'd lost like the last kick of the game ah, it's a hateful one like. you didn't know what way it was going to go and then we lost and then it was you know that's nearly nearly worse than getting the hammer in like isn't aye, it because then when we lost last year you know we were seven we lost by seven or something you know yeah, you, for last. you could kind of prepare yourself for aye, it aye it's aye. not good either way like it's it's not good losing like but no. it's life you know win or learn that's what they say that's it um, best score you've ever taken? Score? Aye. Um, who asked that? This uh, is one of my friends, no? No, it wasn't uh, that. Um, I, th- I can't think of a score off the top of my head from play, but uh-huh. this free I scored last year it was against Oma. Right. And I was actually, I think I put, sent it to my friends already because I was watching the game back uh-huh. and I was actually showing Rony O'Neill it last night because yeah. it was against Oma. So, um, on the more or less sideline on the 13 uh-huh. off the ground yeah. into the wind and there was pure piss and rain it was 8 all with about 10 minutes left like, so it was a really big kick Aye. and like stiff out of the hands like, or off, off the, the deck I couldn't do I couldn't Aye. do anything it was the right side for you know a right footer yes uh-huh. but I couldn't hit it out of my hands because the wind was going all right, against okay. me I couldn't hit it outside of the boot because it just would have blew yeah. back down the field so it was like I just need to hit this off the ground and stitched it over like it was popped it over Aye. You have to send me that one on. Oh, well, definitely. Um, after a win, what's been the best? I would say what's the best drinking session, but you don't drink. What's been the best, like, uh, party in after session or the most memorable kind yeah, of? Yeah, like, that's, that's why I play. Like, I remember asking, somebody asked me this one time, like, the best buzz you can get this after with your friends. Yeah. Like, obviously, we won the senior championship. Uh-huh. Them two, two, three days was class. It was good to be played on a Friday night. Yeah. It was a replay. So we were able to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we played Cargan like the week later. Yeah. And we won, like it was mad because we're on the rip. The boys were on the rip for three or four days. Yeah. Like that was I to this day, like that Sunday was the best day of my yeah. life. And then we won the Sigerson that Sunday was like the second best day of my life. I would say like because I mean at the time whenever he was won it, going out it was like oh, fuck's sake, there's all them St Mary's ones they've like won it and like there's a whole crowd he was in and stuff like and uh, was I was just a Hatfield or something you there uh, probably uh, 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 Hatfield and then uh, Flay as well Flay aye uh, uh, it was actually wasn't good about that was we were on takes practice at the time alright so we had the Monday off like the uh, principal gave us the Monday off but then we're back in like, teaching on Tuesday so I like went out on the Monday night and drove home no stayed and, uh, drove, and drove back the morning to teach the next morning like 9 in the morning that's not what I did no like that was probably it was good in a way that you go back to normality but uh-huh. it was like you need to go mad like that's why you play because you put all the sacrifice in you need without to go mad doubt. for a few few weeks like without a doubt um, toughest opponent you've marked or played against um, I always used to say this uh, at club level is Conor Gormley mm-hmm. like probably when I started out playing and I was playing midfield and he was playing midfield and he yeah. was um, still playing with Tron. I was yeah. still a club player, like young, like he was bossing the game, like so strong. He was big, wasn't he? Like, 
he's a bull. Like he still uh, is. He's still playing. He's like thirty-eight. Like he's. Uh-huh. To be fair to him, like he's dedicated. Yeah. Like and he's. Like he's won three All Irelands. Like for uh-huh. you know, for me growing up, he was like an idol sort of thing. Yeah. So always, always used to say him at club level, like county level. Obviously, like Fenton. Yeah. You've most of the Dublin team. Uh-huh. I think it was Mark and James McCarthy one year. Um, 2017 I was playing midfield and he was on me for like the throw up so between him or Fenton like obviously what they've gone on to do yeah I can't not say them players like, you know what I mean yeah um, final one best advice for any young players who are hoping to play county or just hoping they play a bit more Gaelic best advice for anyone that's that's younger listening um, you'd probably go against this like, but I would always say skills yeah. like, like I feel like Young players should be practicing both feet, like both hands. That's the most important skill. Yeah. My age, like <clears throat> that's when you that's when you practice it. You know what I mean? When you're young, that's um, much harder. I like exactly. You know what I mean? You can always work on like, the strength and speed Definitely. and stuff like that when you get to the correct age. But I just feel like skills. Like you should always have a ball in your hand, no matter what. Like if you're Definitely. at the house, you're kicking the ball against the wall. If your brother or sister, or whatever, um, working on both sides, like because. If you only one footed, you know, the man can only ask mark one side. Whereas Definitely. if you can do things with both hands and both yeah. feet, sure the man doesn't know what you're gonna do with marking you, you know what uh, I mean? Like you look at Clifford there yesterday, I think I can't mind who, who it was he turned. Um I don't know if it was Fitzsimons or something like that there, but like he turned left, turned right and then just had oh, it off. Oh yes, yeah, he and turned, turned like two or three uh, times. But had the ability to head it off both sides. But I would I would definitely hundred percent agree with you. Like I'm coming full circle on the whole strength thing, like how important is it? You yeah. know, I think it's important to a certain level, but if you can't do the basic skills, then it doesn't matter how much you can bench or squat or exactly. how fast you can sprint like. Um so yeah, basic skills are, are definitely a big one, like. Um and then just staying consistent with it, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like you know, probably realizing what you need to work on as well. Like, uh-huh. um, like I have a younger brother, like who's all left footed, but he's been practicing. He broke his ankle and his left foot, and right. he's kicking flat out his right. Uh-huh. So now his right foot's getting really good, like, and he's yeah. just sticking at it now. It's consistency. <coughs> and like, he probably realized that he needed to get a better right foot, and he stuck at it. Yeah. And I feel like similar. To every player can always get better. Like I'm still working on things. Yeah. Realizing what you need to work on and going to the pitch, going to the gym and doing that. Like Definitely. I was like, kicking with my friend Saturday night, eight o'clock, just because I was like, right, you know, I missed right. a few shots in training that day. You know, I'll try and go out now and rectify that. Like, so there's always things you can work on. It's just, um, it's. I think most people don't like to sit and think about what their what their points are. People yeah. like to think about the good things, but that's probably the difference. Yeah, but after a game, like I, I don't know what you like, but sometimes you can't sleep thinking of like the one thing you did wrong or like the one yeah. shot you missed whereas like you probably did 20 good things in the game you know what I mean uh, it's like something I'm getting better at now like with, over the past couple of years especially when you're younger and like football is so such a big part of your life like when you come off and you, you might have as you say played really well but that one kick pass or that one catch you missed and you just play it over in your head and play it over and yeah. play it over and I don't know if it's now because like my priorities probably shifted to you know work and, and the gym, yeah. um, and I'm slightly getting better at it. But it's it's a kind of it's a good thing, but it's also a bit of a curse too, like because it yeah. can mess your head up. Like. Exactly. I know there's a few like techniques in a game, you know, like LeBron James does it. He like blows like, uh, uh-huh. and that's like to that's gone. Yeah. And there's people who do like elastic band or like a thing where they just like flick it, and that's like right. 
it's gone out of my head. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, and yeah. I think there's something, isn't it, in that? Uh, have you ever read the book Legacy about uh, yeah, All Blacks? All Blacks. I think they, they, they slap their... Something similar with Yes, it, they slap their... Or slap a ground or something. Yes. Um, but it, it, if you can do something like that there, it's good, but it's, yeah. it takes, takes a lot of practice. Like, but, really? um, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse, but I think that's the thing with football in general. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing, but it also can be a, a tough thing too. But it was, um, it was interesting hearing your thoughts and all that there today, and um, really appreciate you making the, the trip down. We're going to do a session here now. Um, but hi, thanks very much. Really appreciate you, you coming down. Me. No problem.